most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. We must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022, the 406th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Last night, the enfeebled usurper of the free world gave a fake State of the Union address to the small portion of Americans that can stomach something like that. And I am in that small portion. I find speeches like last night's hilarious and entertaining. Like, what's going to happen next? And then a small portion of the people who usually fill that chamber for a State of the Union. The room was about a third full. The upper deck all around was completely empty. And they spaced out all the members of the Congress and the Senate and the distinguished guests like fake Attorney General Merrick Garland and various other members of the fake administration. And I'm assuming that they put people far apart so that the room would feel like it was filled. And if you disperse Democrats all over the place, then it will seem like more of the room approves of what's being said from the lectern. But I'm sure that that will read to the child brains in the country as a precaution for COVID, since now they don't have masks. You see, the science changed only the day before, and masks were no longer necessary to stop the spread of an aerosolized virus that masks simply cannot stop. They decided that the signaling had turned against them, as I discussed yesterday on the podcast, they've now received the memo that America's not really on board with pretending their entire lives should be focused and centered around a disease that kills one out of every thousand people who get it, none of whom are them. So they gave the room the illusion of fullness and they wore bright colors, often yellow and blue, to show that they had Ukraine's back. While the fake president announced that America did not in any way have Ukraine's back at all. America is, of course, trying to punish the Russian people with economic sanctions that will only affect the Russian people. And those same sanctions and these same policies are actually going to affect the American people, too. So prices will be raised for Russian citizens 
and American citizens, while the global communists attempt to maintain their grip on the corruption stronghold they've built in Ukraine at the expense of the citizens of the world, which is one of their favorite ways to do things. Because you have to make people's lives really, really bad to get them to agree with the communist system you're trying to implement. There's no way people would want to run and hide in the metaverse if their normal lives were just okay. But it's important to remember who their side of the war is actually targeting, and it is the citizens. And, you know, the Russians and their tanks can encircle the city of Kiev, but they will never win over the hearts and souls of Iranians. That was one of Joe Biden's major announcements last night. And I know, I know, he misspoke. For sure, right? He couldn't have actually meant that. And it may not have even made sense in any way for him to have meant that. But I'm just saying, when I misspeak, I'm like, oh, did I just say Iranians? I meant Ukrainians. At least in real life. I mean, if I'm recording the podcast and I find myself saying Iranians instead of Ukrainians, which I doubt I will ever find myself doing, I would merely stop it and uh, cut that part and move back on. You know, for clarity's sake, because you don't want to just leave misspoken words on the permanent record if you can avoid it. Every now and then I listen to the show after I have recorded it, after I put it up. And I'm like, oh, man, I just said not communists. I meant communists. And that's the sort of thing that'll really ruin my day. But I'm not the fake president of the United States. So if I misspeak on the podcast, you know, it's going to be okay. And that's what Joe Biden told us last night about the state of the world. Did he give any indication that he can fix What's actually wrong with the world or that he even understands what's wrong? Of course not. But he said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And maybe he was just trying to convince himself. Nancy Pelosi had a much better time last night than she did in 2020. If you remember in 2020, there were none of the colorful outfits from the Democrats. They were not concerned with showing their support for any country at all, unlike last night where they had to show their support of a country that is not ours and is not our ally and that we have virtually nothing to do with aside from participating in the corruption stronghold that the global communists have created in Ukraine and the bioweapons labs that our Defense Department created in partnership with Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci in the NIH and NIAID. But those are great things to support, according to the Democrat communists and a whole bunch of Republican communists in our government as well. But in 2020, all the Democrat women wore white because they were trying to make a statement about the disenfranchisement of women that ended, you know, 100 years ago. But they were told by political consultants that trying to make Donald Trump out to be anti-woman 
was a good move in January 2020. Yes, they were attempting to impeach him for pursuing an investigation into the corruption stronghold of the global communists that exists in Ukraine that has been participated in by the entirety of the power structure in the Democrat Communist Party. So that was going on. And we were just days and weeks away from having our entire worlds consumed with the very deadly pandemic. But they decided to virtue signal for women's right to vote, which they have had for the entirety of everyone's lives who is currently living. And that right to vote has not been threatened in any way at all. People don't even talk about it. It is just assumed to be naturally part of American society. But everybody knows that outfit coordination is an important part of governing. So Joe Biden had a strange goal last night. It's a very tough mission for anyone to accomplish, giving a speech that has to last at least an hour or else people are like, what was he tired? And yes, I'm sure he was. But only an hour, an hour is not that long to be talking. I do it five days a week, mostly off the top of my head. But again, I'm not the president. It's very important for a president, even a fake president, to say all the right things. So they have all the best speechwriters on their side get together and craft a perfect statement of purpose and accomplishment to let the country know not only are they being led by a competent leader, but by someone who has their best interests at heart and understands what they, the American people, are dealing with on an everyday basis, what the problems are in their lives. And that is especially difficult to accomplish when you are a fake president who is the primary cause of all of the problems in their lives. And Joe Biden is the most unpopular president of all time despite receiving by far the most votes of all time, 81 million real legal American votes is what we are told Joe Biden received. There was such an overwhelming amount of support in the country for Joe Biden. He just hit the ground running. There was never any question. Everyone was like, oh, yes, it totally makes sense. Joe Biden is the most popular man Americans have ever known. And it was so obvious to everybody that Joe Biden just sailed into office on the strength of that wonderful performance in the election that just somehow still lost seats for the Democrats in the Congress. Now, that's strange, isn't it? I guess the country must have just really loved Joe Biden, but not enough to vote for down ticket Democrats. They have some doubts down ticket. And Joe Biden didn't have coattails for anyone to ride, which is surprising considering his overwhelming popularity. So Joe Biden's mission last night was to present to America and to present to the world a picture of a possible reality that just so happens not to exist in the universe we all inhabit. 
So what can you do to appeal to an entire country when you cannot say anything true that they will like? Well, Democrats have been dealing with this problem for decades and maybe for the entire time their party has existed. The solution is always the switcheroo. You become your opponent, the thing that people actually like. And then you blame your opponent for all of the things that you do that the people don't like. And then you can just swap identities and continue on as if everything that happened prior simply didn't happen. So they attempted the switcheroo last night and Joe Biden's speech essentially set out to hit all of the slogans and buzzwords that sleeping Trump voters might respect or that people who voted for Biden and have lost faith might respect. It might tune them back into the Democrat story of things. Oh, yeah, the Democrats aren't the party that are causing all these problems. They're the ones who understand the problems and probably have a solution because they're the adults in the room. And what the adults in the room do is they wreck everything and then they take partial responsibility for what they wrecked while still continuing to say they're very smart very efficient, very competent, very capable. They have all the answers because they're smart. So you should listen to them. Yes, it seems like they're the cause of all the problems, but that's only because you're confused. The things you're perceiving as a problem are actually just things they haven't fixed enough yet, but they're on the way. That's what they're saying. Joe Biden basically tried to give a MAGA speech last night, talking about bringing jobs back to America, buying American, dealing with the problems at the border. I think he even said closing our borders. All of it was lunacy. I mean, he's brought in millions and millions of illegal immigrants saying at some point you're going to close the border is the equivalent of having your home robbed by a bunch of people and you are your hands are tied up and there's duct tape over your mouth and they sit you down in the corner and one of them just points a gun at you the whole time and after they have taken every single thing out of your house they rip the duct tape off your mouth and untie your hands and say hey we're done robbing you now you're welcome and the buy american thing was especially ridiculous They spent the second half of last year trying to get people fired from their jobs because they wouldn't join the medical experiment, which, by the way, the Pfizer docs, the first 55,000 pages came out yesterday and people are just pouring through that like crazy. But it's about to become a whole lot worse for the pharma companies and honestly, sadly, for the people who got vaccinated, particularly with the mRNA shots. I mean, consider how bad we know them to be already. Now we have data on what they knew before approving the shots, which means that the argument that this is all somehow an accident or a mistake or they were just trying to help, that goes right out the window. 
because knowing prior to these approvals that there were significant problems, really, really significant problems, that implies intent. And we'll touch on this over the next couple of weeks as people begin analyzing all that information and understanding it. But Joe Biden didn't care about American jobs or buying American in the second half of last year. And why would he when all of those American workers can simply be replaced with all of the new workers Joe Biden has imported by way of the slave trade at the southern border? Any mega corporation that is going to put Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate in place over the last year would certainly not have anything against hiring immigrants who came to the country illegally and will work for almost nothing with no health care and the company has no liability because, hey, if a worker dies on the job, well, I guess that worker was never on the job. There's no record, at least. There's no provable record. There's no record that you could tie back to anything. It's kind of just one of those magic tricks that they pull in the slave trade at the southern border. Oh, look, a new person we just created. This person has no past. Were they a criminal in Guatemala? Yeah, maybe. Were they a terrorist in North Africa who came through Mexico by way of Cuba? Well, who cares? It's racist if you don't let them in. So no one would ever believe that he actually cares about buying American goods made by American citizens at American companies. He doesn't care about that at all. And his party has been committed to the opposite of that for decades. And again, that's kind of how we get into the position we're in right now. And Biden tried to do old down-home Scranton Joe, Scranton, the place he left when he was nine years old. He pretends he was in this poor working class family. That's not true. He actually talked about how so many corporations were in were based out of Delaware because of tax benefits, obviously. But he said he won 36 years in a row, which is not exactly how elections for Senate work, but that's fine. And he actually hinted for a second He tried to make it seem like he was in some way anti-corporate, like just playing along with the Bernie Sanders Democrat communist line of thinking that the Democrat Communist Party is somehow antithetical to corporate profits and corporate tax loopholes and corporate CEOs making 500 times what their employees make. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that all of those things are necessarily bad. I mean, it's more of a case-by-case thing. But among all the things that Joe Biden ever pretends to be, he has never pretended to be anti-corporate in any way. Like, Joe Biden didn't keep winning in Delaware despite the corporations. Joe Biden kept winning in Delaware because he served those corporations. He has been bilking American taxpayers for generations to benefit corporations because they allow him to get rich. That's kind of the entire basis of the Biden family corruption enterprise. And Joe Biden also suggested toward the end of the speech that he was going to attempt some moonshot on 
curing cancer. He said, we're going to end cancer as we know it, as we know it. So you, you, are you going to end cancer or are you telling us you're going to change cancer? And I'm kind of worried about the second one. I mean, I'd give you the benefit of the doubt, except the thing is you guys just spent the last year telling everyone that they needed to join the medical experiment. And it turns out that the medical experiment is causing more cancer. And, you know, it also might turn out that the medical experiment just has cancer in it. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's in the documents, but totally, it could be wrong. Could be wrong. Not everybody's going to get cancer. You're right. Not everybody. But it is an interesting time to say that you're going to end cancer as we know it when cancer as we know it is about to become cancer as we know it, though much, much worse. What are you trying to do exactly? And, you know, if I was the suspicious type who didn't trust the Democrat communist power structure and the public health community and the scientific institution, all of which have been absolute abject failures for over two years now. And we're going to find out for the whole time, of course, obviously. But if I was suspicious, I would think that maybe this push to end cancer as we know it sounds like the pretense for a blank check to the pharma companies who are going to be dealing with more cancer than we've ever seen before, but in a whole new way. They're going to tell us, well, we have a cancer vaccine or we have this cancer medication that if you take it all the time for the rest of your lives, there's a 10% better chance you won't get cancer. And they're going to call it a cancer cure and make everybody take it. And then people are going to be like, what? You're not taking it? Like, don't you understand that it can cure cancer? Not nah, Kami, I don't understand that actually. And then, of course, they're probably going to tell us that cancer is infectious and we need to wear masks. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. But am I? Do you feel comfortable enough that I'm joking? I am joking. But am I? So Biden wants to make the crown jewel of his fake presidency. He wants to go down in history as the guy who ended cancer as we know it. And knowing what we know now from the past few years and just generally about the Biden family corruption and the Democrat Communist Party and the Republican Communist corruption, it sounds like he's just giving the world away to pharma because the vaccine rollout didn't work quite as intended. The Federalist had a great write-up today of the instances of Biden just blatantly lying. The headline was 17 absurd lies Biden told during his State of the Union speech. This is by Jordan Boyd. I'm going to go through a few of these. Freedom will always triumph over tyranny. And, you know, when I'm watching these speeches, I try to watch them, obviously, from my own perspective. You can't help that. But I try to remember the way I thought about everything five, six, seven years ago when I was voting for Democrats and tied into everything the central narrative was telling me. And I think a lot of people who are still in that mindset probably watched 
five or 10 minutes of the speech last night. And Joe Biden came out kind of hot at the beginning and wasn't stumbling all over his words and sounded like they want him to sound. They wanted to be reassured that he's not actually falling apart on the world stage, that he seems confident and with it. And that feeling disappeared over the course of the speech. But those first few minutes, they probably really liked. The other way I try to watch these speeches is by thinking, like, what does this person know about what's actually going on in the world? You know, liars know they're lying, right? You remember old Seinfeld episodes where George was trying to teach Jerry how to pass on a lie detector test. And he was like, it's not a lie if you believe it. You know, so some liars will try to convince themselves that their version of reality is actually really true. And that's where we get all the convoluted and complicated explanations from when it comes to watching these political liars lie all the time. And it's the same thing when they appeal to experts. Well, these very, very smart and very knowledgeable people say it, so it must be true. And of course, they're there to provide ways that the lies can sound true to people who actually aren't following along with any of it. But when Biden says something like, freedom will always triumph over tyranny, I think he's actually right about that phrase. He's just wrong about which party represents freedom and which one represents tyranny. People aren't still confused about that anymore. I think people have had a pretty good picture painted for them of what tyranny actually is like. Yes, they can tell you you don't have a job anymore. Yes, they can tell you that all that money you had in the bank, well, now you can't have it. They can tell you you have to join a medical experiment. They can tell you that you have to make it harder for yourself to breathe or you're the killer of grandmothers. They can tell you to support a censorship regime. They can tell you to support medical experimentation on children. They can tell you to do anything because they're in control and they want you to know they're in control over everything you do if they want to be. And the next item in the article, powerful sanctions stopped Russia. Days after Biden said U.S. sanctions against Russia weren't expected to, quote, prevent anything from happening in the Ukraine conflict, the president claimed that he leveraged powerful punishments against Vladimir Putin, which stopped the Eastern European in his tracks. A Russian dictator invading a foreign country has costs around the world, Biden said, and I'm taking robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at Russia's economy. And of course, Russia's economy means the people of Russia. I think we have all seen in the past couple of years that the economy is more than the stock market and it's more than some numbers about employment that they can manipulate however they want. The economy is the ability of people to get the things they need and want and for those things to be available at a price they can afford. And everything that the fake administration is doing is making that harder, not only on Russians, but on Americans. Biden said last night to all Americans, I will be honest with you as I've always promised. And I remember back in college, I was taking a symbolic logic course as part of my 
philosophy major. And you would get these little logical problems like if X always lies and Y only lies when X lies and Z always tells the truth. Well, what time did that train arrive in San Antonio? Something crazy like that. Well, it's kind of funny to think about someone who always lies. And one of the things that someone who always lies might say is, I always tell the truth. (laughs) And that's what we have in Joe Biden. I don't know a single true thing he said in that speech last night. Although I imagine there's some way that these things feel true because his reality and his set of priorities and the goals of the movement that he represents actually do depend in some way on the false reality being true. So he's trying to say true things about an entirely false reality. And to that extent, maybe he really does believe he's not lying. He said the American rescue plan worked. Biden touted the American rescue plan as a significant boost to the economy that, quote, helped working people and left no one behind, end quote. But he neglected to mention it was this sudden influx of federal cash in a slowly rebounding economy that contributed to the inflation and rising prices plaguing Americans today. I cannot imagine that any of you listening to this were actually helped by Biden's American rescue plan. Trump's tax cuts only help the rich. Now, that thing has been debunked by everybody. I think the Washington Post gave that three Pinocchios the last time Biden said it. It just isn't true at all. They increased earnings for workers, including workers on the lower ends of the spectrum. And there were new jobs being created. Trump was bringing business back to America. He had a plan to decouple from China, to bring manufacturing back here, to bring our drug production to Puerto Rico, for instance. But that statement was in there to reaffirm the false notions the child brains in the audience already have. And listen, these people are so incompetent and so bad at their jobs. Think about Jen Psaki and the people around her, the kind of younger, young to middle-aged people, the older millennials and young Gen X people in the administration. It's entirely possible that those people are all asleep and so delusional that they actually think these things are true. And that's why they write them into these speeches. I mean, Biden has no idea. There's no way that guy actually knows. So whatever's on the screen, he's going to read it. He's basically a senile and corrupt Ron Burgundy. Biden said buying American products is a priority for his administration, but has conveniently avoided reinstating U.S. energy independence by cutting off Russian oil supplies and lifting his ban on American drilling. Biden also ignored the fact that the White House recently defended buying at least $1.3 billion worth of of COVID-19 rapid tests from China to disseminate to Americans instead of relying on locally sourced ones. And it turns out, if you're following that story, those 500 million tests that were purchased contain some toxic material, and only half of them have even been requested. And of course, all of them 
arrived well after the Omicron surge had passed. Wonderful accomplishment, fake administration. Biden claimed that our economy roared back faster than anyone predicted. But as average Americans suffer the consequences of a prolonged supply chain crisis and inflation, it's clear that the price hikes once touted by the administration as short term are here to stay for a while. And Biden also bragged about the job creation numbers when all he did was allow people to go back to work after people like Joe Biden made it impossible for them to go to work. That was a problem primarily in the blue states that embraced never-ending lockdowns as a key mitigation strategy against COVID, while the normal smart states didn't do that at all and everything was just fine. Biden claimed that the solution to inflation is for businesses to lower your costs, not your wages. But anyone with a brain knows that in order to stay open, companies must raise their prices to pay for increasingly expensive goods. If businesses are forced to raise their wages, they will also raise prices for consumers who have to bear the burden or suffer the consequences of understaffing. And that part of the speech was absolutely ridiculous. And Biden, as a person who has never actually run a business, never even really participated in the private economy in any way. I guess he participates in the very, very private economy, which is the one where you sell political power for extraordinary sums of money and then pay off politicians and and law enforcement and make use of extraordinary favors to make sure that you never actually get caught doing something that is incredibly illegal and against the wishes of all the Americans you're meant to be serving. So he does operate in the very, very private economy, but he was in politics since his late 20s, and he's just been paid by the government and by the people for that entire time. The problem is just that he's not paid enough to stop committing crimes. So maybe he should just ask for a raise. But he was essentially pitching communist economic policy last night. He talked about price controls. Well, if the government is controlling the price of goods and services that businesses are putting out, there's not really a way to have a functioning economy because prices determined by supply and demand actually give you feedback and information about what people want and need and how much of it they want and need. If those prices are being controlled artificially, then that feedback system doesn't exist and the entire thing begins to break down, which is what you see in socialist and communist countries. So they shut down businesses completely for a long time, finally allowed some of those businesses, the ones who survived, to keep operating. And now he's telling them that despite their increased costs of everything because of his policies, the solution for them is to lower their costs. Makes no sense. Impossible, really, unless you're going to just start buying cheaper inputs into what you're making, whether it's food or machinery, and then your product becomes worse. But he's also telling them to do that while increasing their wages. What sort of business could possibly operate that way? 
only a business that exists within a false reality or a business that exists in a global communist system where businesses that aren't actually successful are being supported with all sorts of money because those businesses actually achieve another goal beneficial to the global communist agenda. And we see that with companies like Netflix, for instance. My plan to fight inflation will lower your costs and lower the deficit, Biden claimed. The truth is, however, that Biden's tax plan would result in a net increase in the deficit totaling $367 billion over the 2022 to 2031 period, not counting any additional revenue that may be generated by additional funding for tax enforcement, according to the Congressional Budget Office. And tax enforcement is something else that they want as part of the Build Back Better agenda. They want to hire, I think it's something like 80,000 new IRS employees, because they have to do something with all of those kids that they've given free college tuition to, because it turns out that there is not a great market need for students educated in the very real field of gender theory or race theory. But at least they created really great patriotic activists who can go into the IRS and harass American citizens on behalf of the global bankers. It's fantastic. Biden also repeated one of his favorite falsehoods that anyone making less than $400,000 a year doesn't have to pay any more in taxes. He said not a penny more. Experts, however, agree that his promise not to raise taxes on those making less than $400,000 a year is ambitious and not realistic because those who fall below the mark are still subject to consequences from a highly taxed economy. And by the way, inflation may as well be a tax. The end result is the government doing exactly what it wants and your financial life getting continually worse as they reduce the value of the money you have already made and now own. Biden called for lower insulin prices amid what he said is a drug price crisis. What the president didn't acknowledge, however, is that he undid a rule enacted by Trump that effectively lowered insulin and epinephrine prices for Americans. And he had some little kid in the audience that the cameras cut to who is clapping after Joe made that announcement. And he's been talking about that forever. Democrats have been talking about that forever. Trump did something about it, and then Democrats reversed it, I guess, so they could continue to talk about it. Maybe they just really enjoy making people's lives harder. It actually does seem that way, doesn't it? That certainly is in line with the Great Reset agenda. Joe Biden spent part of his speech last night making it sound like he backs the blue, talking about how great police officers were and how what we need to do is figure out ways to fund them more so that they can focus not only on stopping crime, but on fixing the cultural stuff as well. Of course, that wasn't the plan in 2020, and it wasn't the plan in the years leading up to that after Barack Obama started Black Lives Matter, or I mean... After it started while Obama was president, I'm sure he had nothing to do with that part of George Soros's color revolution in America. There's just no way. 
And everybody knows that defunding the police was only to solve racism. It wasn't to make it so that there wouldn't be police forces all over the country in these cities and that crime would rise, forcing people to move out of cities. And then the crime would stay there. They would have to do something about it. And the best solution to that would be to have a federalized police force that could then take care of the problem however they see fit. And they would arrest and prosecute the right people, but not the wrong people, according to the global communist agenda. And what happened to all those people's homes after they moved out of the city? Oh, well, BlackRock and Vanguard bought them. So now the same people who are controlling everything else also get to control all those places that people used to live in cities. All that valuable real estate. Well, that's theirs now. But at least you don't have crime next to you anymore because you moved away. But don't worry, they have plans for rural areas, too. Biden claimed the right to vote is under assault by states passing voter integrity laws, but failed to mention that Democrats and their cronies in big tech and the corporate media were the ones conspiring to rig the 2020 election. Oh, very bold, Federalist. Don't go too far. Don't say the no-no words. It's actually crazy that Biden even bothered mentioning any of that stuff because the country has moved so far past that narrative. There are not real people who believe that Republicans are trying to make it harder to vote. That is probably the 10% or 15% of the most deranged and delusional Democrat communists in the country. And of course, that's what the polling indicates as well. Things like voter ID are over 80% approval in the country. And it's funny that so many of the voter integrity measures that Democrats are so mad about are things that already exist in the blue states. They don't care about those things there because they already have a cheating system worked out in those states. So they don't need any added advantage to get them over the hump. Not that they don't want it. Of course, they would prefer to just federalize the whole thing as they tried to do for the last year. Biden said, Gunmakers are immune from prosecution, even though manufacturers can be sued if a firearm is faulty or malfunctions. And of course, what they want is to be able to have it so that people can sue the gun manufacturers in the event of one of the guns they made being used in a mass shooting. And just a couple of weeks ago, there was a $73 million settlement between the gun manufacturer Remington and the Sandy Hook parents. So you can see where all of this is going. And if you can sue the manufacturers for something that the consumer does with what they bought, we are really entering a very, very strange new world. And I think we can all agree about that regardless. On the other hand, many of the manufacturers who created the COVID-19 jab are immune to prosecution, despite Biden's claims that the gun industry is the only one afforded special privileges. And again, this probably makes complete sense in a totally false reality. The vaccine manufacturers need their liability protections because they're trying to save the world. But the gun manufacturers are actually trying to destroy the world. So so we need a system that holds them responsible for things that the consumer of their product did of their own volition. 
And of course, I mentioned the border thing, but he said we need to secure our border. Biden said he wants to secure the southern border and he's taking swift action to do so. The truth is, however, more than 100,000 illegal migrants are crossing the U.S.-Mexico border each month. And truly, it is double or triple that at least. After the administration touted open borders and overlooked the humanitarian crisis for more than a year, Biden not only started his presidency by stripping border protections enacted by Trump, but welcomed illegal migrants with open arms. As a result, Border Patrol encountered at least 2 million illegal aliens at the southern border in 2021 alone and are expected to encounter even more in 2022. Many of these illegal aliens were released into the United States with loose instructions to report to ICE facilities, but didn't. And these are the times where people like Jen Psaki, when she is asked questions about this problem, she will just say, well, our policies are this and this and this and this. So they're not just released into the United States. We have this policy that says they aren't. And since the policy says we can't do that thing, that means we aren't doing the thing. And if you say we are fine because we are, but our policies say we can't. So there must have been a mistake somewhere. It's not our fault. And of course, no Democrat speech would ever be complete without talking about abortion. Biden said, if we want to go forward, not backward, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose. And of course, right now we have Democrats supporting the idea that abortion should be legal and widely available for anyone who chooses it right up to the moment of the child's birth. And we're not too far off from simply having them say, we want abortion for a little while after too, just in case. You see, Anthony Fauci has just more experiments in mind. And what they need is that very special young human tissue. So the reaction in the room, as you can imagine, was far, far different than when all the Democrats wore white a couple years ago for Donald Trump's speech. Nancy Pelosi did not get up at the end and rip up the speech right behind the fake president like she did with the real president in 2020. She was actually rubbing her little paws together like this was the greatest thing she's ever seen. There's some really, really weird reaction video of Nancy Pelosi last night. I mean, we are being run by sincerely deranged people. But the whole display last night was really unnerving. And I had the thought at one point, I was thinking about how obviously all of these people are standing up and clapping to signal their support of this or that part of the president's agenda, or they are forced to stand up and clap when even a fake president talks about the troops, for instance, or about something that the country is supposed to be unified on, like how Joe Biden created all those jobs. If you're a non-communist in that room, what do you do then? Do you stand up and clap? Pretending that what Joe Biden actually said was true. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't clap for liars. But if you sit down, well, then people are like, oh, that person doesn't care about all the American jobs being created. And then that's the media story. And there's a good parallel to that today, actually. Lauren Boebert, Biden was talking about flag draped caskets and Lauren Boebert shouted out 13 of them talking about the soldiers who were lost in Afghanistan due to Joe Biden's terrible 
incompetent, pathetic withdrawal from Afghanistan. And the media stories today are about how mean and rude she is. And of course, not about the 13 dead soldiers who lost their lives as a result of the fake president's incompetence. But for the most part, all of those politicians in that room, most of them, not all of them, most of them are complicit in all of this, and they benefit from the global communist agenda and the power and money those global communists are able to infuse into the political parties and into those politicians individually. So they're more than happy to stand up and applaud along. It doesn't matter if what Joe Biden is saying is honest or beneficial to America. They want to be sure that everybody knows it's great. And you have to assume that throughout the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer in the Senate, the message went around that people need to respond very positively in the room to the things Joe Biden was saying. It is a performance for the people watching on television. They are doing all of that to lie to you. Okay, they are lying in their response. And it doesn't matter what the reason they're lying for is. It doesn't matter if they're scared of sitting down, what the reaction might be. They're standing up and they're clapping and they're doing that for show. They're not tricking anyone in the room. The people in the room know how all these individuals feel. They work with them all the time. And on some level, they're probably aware of these individuals own personal compromise. They just don't say it because they're compromised as well. But the trick they're trying to pull is on the viewer of that speech. Joe Biden says a bunch of milk toast, innocuous, positive sounding things like these are the unifying moments for America. This is where we all understand that we're in the fight together and they all rise and yell and scream and clap and try to make the people at home think that there's actually a lot of approval for this agenda. Maybe they don't personally agree with it, but the rest of the country understands that this is what's right. It's just total gaslighting. And it's absolutely isolating to the individual that knows that this stuff is not right. There's something very strange about seeing all the people that govern you clapping and cheering for the very policies that are destroying your life. And that's while knowing that the policy they're applauding that is destroying your life was just lied about by the man pretending to lead all those policies that are destroying your life. And then the strangest moment might have come at the very end. Joe Biden did his thing he always does where he says, God bless America and God protect our troops. I guess that's Joe Biden's real connection with the military. He talked last night about how his poor son, Bo, was in the military and then he had cancer. And so Joe Biden knows what it's like and blah, blah, blah. Thank goodness Lauren Boebert stood up and said something. And I say thank goodness because that point of view needs to be represented. And I'm glad that that got mentioned and now has to be part of the conversation. I'm not entirely certain that the media backlash is going to be worth it. But it's important that those 13 soldiers and what happened there not be forgotten. So he says, and God protect our troops. And then he says, go get them. 
and like thrusts his fist forward. Like that was his powerful line. Now, nobody knows what that means. Okay. Some people are thinking that he said, go get them like a down home folksy Joe Biden way of saying, go get them. And who knows what that means at all. My first impression was that he said, go get him and that he may well have meant Vladimir Putin like that. He thinks the United States is going to go out there and solve this problem for him. We're just going to get Vladimir Putin. We're going to take him out. And we should hope that's not what he meant, because people believe that Joe Biden is really the president of the United States of America. And to the extent that his words carry weight. Announcing some countrywide initiative to take Vladimir Putin out is not advisable right now. Some other people have theorized that perhaps Joe Biden had an earpiece in his ear, which truthfully would not be surprising at all. You remember back to the campaign, Joe Biden literally had teleprompters in front of him during live interviews so that he could read the answers to the questions in the live interview. And there's no reason to think that that's changed since 2020, by the way, but there is actual footage of that happening. And then, of course, all his interviews were via Zoom, where somebody could literally just be messaging him the answers in real time throughout, and he can just read them. Who's going to know? You're on a laptop, essentially. I mean, I could do that in a Zoom meeting, and I'm sure that they have a much better setup than I do. But if he had an earpiece in, the speculation is that someone in the earpiece said, go get him, meaning, hey, somebody go get next to Joe Biden and make sure he doesn't mess up anything else. If you recall, Barack Obama himself said, never underestimate Joe's ability to mess things up. And he didn't say mess. He said the F word. But hey, maybe you got a kid in the car. I don't know. I'm just trying to be nice today. So you were lied to by Joe Biden. You were lied to by the people in the audience standing up and clapping for things they knew to not be true, not have any connection to the real world and things that were actually damaging Americans lives and the lives of people all around the world. That's a disgusting display. The media, of course, stepped up right after and oh, it's a. Joe Biden was just trying to reset the tone. He's trying to be unifying. He's trying to reach across the aisle. But that was about the best review they could give it because it was really, really bad and really damaging. Americans are not asleep anymore. Okay, there's a big portion of this country that has woken up considerably in the last two years and people don't want to be talked to that way. They don't want to be lied to. And I can't imagine that most of the people in the country felt like that speech was speaking to their wants and needs and priorities. And I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, right after the Super Bowl, that it seemed like our culture had reached a point of decadence that had to be in some sense, the pinnacle that the trend has now peaked and has to reverse. And that hopefully in the future, we will not see that same display of decadence at the Super Bowl or in our other cultural events, the award shows and whatnot, 
People are not even watching that stuff anymore. Of course, people watch the Super Bowl. But the State of the Union kind of gave me that similar feeling last night that this is kind of the end of a ridiculous era of American politics where they expect that the pomp and the circumstance and all the fake actions by the people in the audience, the coverage by the media, that stuff all could just change their political narratives for their benefit. And we'll we'll see if that happens in the coming weeks as we get some of the polling. Not that I rely on the polling in particular, but polling is important in the context of other polls, you know, like in some sense, it does reflect changes in cultural sentiment about the narrative that they're being told. And I would expect that those polls, if they don't continue to fall more as a result of that speech, I certainly don't think that they're going to rise at all. I don't think Joe Biden gave anyone who has seen through the illegitimacy and incompetence of Biden's fake administration, a reason to believe that things are back on the right track. He didn't even give them a reason to believe that he's capable of getting things back on the right track. So during this episode, I was receiving messages from people that the podcast does not seem to be appearing on Spotify or Apple. I'm having trouble logging in to the podcast distribution app that I use for my phone. I can still access it on the web. So I'm going to post this article. I'm going to hope it gets out there. I am trying to fix this as we speak. I'm not going to go long today because I'm hoping that this will get up at all. I may need to change podcast distribution platforms. I don't know if I'm being censored. It's totally possible. We'll find out. So I hope this one goes up and I hope that if it doesn't, I'll be able to resolve this problem by tomorrow. And you may never hear me say any of that if it doesn't go up, but I'll put it back in tomorrow. I'll get something sorted out by the end of this weekend. So bear with me. We live under a censorship regime. I have been censored countless times on many, many platforms. So this would be nothing new, just a problem to handle, and then we will move on. But if it's temporary or just some technical glitch or something, hopefully it'll be no problem. And in that case, I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic, and Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, download the Telegram Messenger app and go to t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. I'm on Gab, Getter, Rumble, and BitChute at I'm Your Moderator. You can find my writing at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. And the merch site is cancelcotour.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the show financially, there is a crypto wallet address in the episode description or go to kofi.com slash I'm your moderator. KO-FI.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you again soon. Out on the rain.
Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's high noon! In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm Your Moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon, down on the range. It's hell!